Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We are progressing on to verse 20 today. And uh, this is something that I've been actually looking forward to getting to. The Apostle John writes there in verse 20, let me just read it first. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Now, before we go on to look at this, um, I. Howard Marshall points out that instead of using the word uh, but uh, in the beginning of this verse, we should translate the conjunction into the word and. Because the Apostle John is not changing the subject, he's actually enhancing it from what he said before. So he's, he, this should actually read, and you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. So we're going to look at that verse today to just give us a handle on, on what this is talking about. William MacDonald says, when a person is saved, he or she receives the indwelling Holy Spirit. And he, that is the Holy Spirit, enables the believer to discern between truth and error. Amen? So that's a very simplified explanation. Let's go in and have a look at what all is in this verse. Um, you'll be surprised. <clears throat> now, let's begin with the word anointing. Now, we know this is talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, especially from Scripture like Acts um, chapter 10 and verse 38, where it says, now the Apostle Peter is speaking here, and he says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Boy, that's a packed scripture. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I want you to notice, first of all, let me just um, clarify something. When it says God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with, Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, the words and with actually don't exist in the original text. With Simon J. Kistemacher correctly saying or pointing out that the term power points to the work Jesus was able to do through the indwelling spirit. Amen? It means basically that when God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost, it resulted in him having the power to do good. Amen? If Jesus didn't have the Holy Spirit, he wouldn't have had the power to do good. Now, that's really interesting because a lot of people think, well, it, Jesus was the Son of God and he had that to begin with. He had it all the time. But we don't see him doing any miracles in biblical record of, you know, before he was baptized in the Jordan. Are you all with me, eh? By John. The, and, and it wasn't the baptism itself, but it was the anointing that came upon him. It wasn't the water, <laughs> okay, amen? It was the Holy Spirit. Remember it said, in, in the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. It wasn't a dove, it was like, okay? In the, they were saying that's the closest we could come to describing what we saw. You know, it's really amen? interesting, Jesus never baptized anybody. Do you know why? Because his baptism was going to be a different baptism. His baptism wasn't a water baptism. His baptism was a power baptism. Amen. And he didn't want anybody to get mixed up with John's baptism and his baptism. That's why, in fact, John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but there is one that is coming that, that will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John the Baptist put it best when he said, you know, we are of this world and we know things about this world. But he said, he is not of this world. In fact, he knows things that none of us know. Amen. And so, you see... 
while we are baptizing him with water down here, because that's what we know, he would baptize us with something far greater than some, you know, getting a wet experience. Okay, he was going to do something that would change our lives. Amen? And in fact, that's the reason why uh, in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, <clears throat> Jesus says, And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But he says, Stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from on high. That's referring to heaven. Amen? And so... Even he knew that in order for us to do what we needed to do, we needed that power from on high. So when, when he talks about the anointing, we are talking about the Holy Spirit and his power. They're not two different things. Amen? It's not the Holy Spirit and power. It is the Holy Spirit's power working through us. Can we just go back to Acts chapter 10? <clears throat> I want you to notice in Acts 10.38, because this is something that is very special. This is, this is the anointing that we have. Do you understand? Remember the Apostle John says, you have an anointing. I'm not going to make you say I have an anointing, but you have an anointing. Okay, you need to tell yourself that. You have an anointing. Amen? You're not without an anointing. And I want you to notice that it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and so on. I want you to notice as God anointed Jesus, God anoints you. He anoints you for a reason. He anoints you so you can go do something good. <laughs> okay? So many people want to be anointed and then do their thing. Family, we need to understand that we have been given an anointing to do something special. To do something that, was, that God had destined for us to do. And He doesn't ask us to do something apart from the anointing. Amen. Did you get that? Jesus didn't start his ministry until he was anointed. He didn't go do anything until he was anointed. Before he was anointed, he was learning. He was growing. He was keeping silent. He was watching. See, there is a point in time in our life that we <clears throat> need to apply ourselves. That we need God to, uh, as God, excuse me, let me rephrase it, as God leads and directs us, we need to do the things that He's leading and directing us to do. You know, there are some things that He can't make us do. It's, a <laughs> it's, a <laughs> it's like Charlie Brown. I remember this Charlie Brown little cartoon. And, and he hadn't studied, you know, like we all don't study. And the night before the exam, I think it was him, he, he, puts, he puts his textbook under, the, under his pillow. And he puts his head on the pillow. And he, say, and he says, through the night, all this information will seep through the pillow into my brain. <laughs> you know? Yeah, keep telling yourself that, kid. You know, <laughs> you know I, so much of the time, we just want that to happen. We don't want to apply ourselves. We just want it to just kind of, you know, osmosis, I think the word is. It just kind of, just kind of works its way in there. And we just go, oh. And now we can, suddenly we know everything. You know, Poor schmuck that studied and worked hard and stayed up all night. Forget about him. We just stick it under the pillow and it... Okay? You know how that's not fair, right? Now listen. We do have God. We do have a person that can take the things that we read and bring them alive to us. Do you hear me? And in fact, give us more insight into them than even the people that wrote them. Now I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm talking about natural things. Okay? 
this book you will never exhaust. You will never, ever get to the place where you say, you know what, I know what all they did. Are you kidding me? You know why we, we're going to live in eternity? Because we need eternity to get through this. We'll never know. In, I, I believe there's more things that, that we're going to, that we are still to know. The Apostle John said, I can't even, I saw books there in heaven. Remember he went to heaven? He said, there is stuff I can't talk to you about. The first time I read that, I thought, why? Why? <laughs> because I want to know, man. <laughs> Aren't you curious? I am. <laughs> I want to know what that book is. You know, all the books. He said there was a whole bunch of them. So, you know, we can't exhaust this. However, however, whenever we apply ourselves to things, you know, I, I find that God gets in there. But until we apply ourselves, he won't get involved. The only thing he'll be saying before I apply myself is apply yourself. That's all I get from him. <laughs> Once I sit down and apply myself, oh, that, uh, you know, that thing that was saying apply yourself, apply yourself, suddenly becomes, look at that. See that? That means this, this, and this, and also that. And you go, wow, that's incredible. See, now that voice becomes something that brings you to places where no natural person can get to. Are you all here? That's an anointing. That is an, the beginning of an anointing. And the thing is that as you... See, that is actually doing something. Do you know when you are, when you are applying yourself, you're actually doing something? Amen? It's quiet, but you are doing something. However, the things that we're talking about here are things that require a special uh, endowment of power. When you go and then take the things that you are, you've learned and you want to go apply them, and if they require some... Um, external supernatural power to be involved in it can i say that it will be there but that's 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 the anointing we're talking about amen but this you know this anointing it will help you with everything in your life one of the things that people don't realize and let me just make this clear because you might be saying well hang on a second do i have to wait till i go and get baptized before i have this anointing <laughs> a lot of people don't realize <clears throat> that the gospels are not New Testament. They are not a new covenant. Jesus operated under the old covenant in the gospel because he hadn't died yet. Right. Amen? So we can't look at that and then determine certain things based on the limitations that he had to work under. What is incredible is that he did everything that he did under an old covenant. That's why he said... The, you will do these works and greater works than these you will do because I go to my Father. Can I restate uh, that in another way that might make more sense to you? These works that I did under the old covenant you'll be able to do and greater works than these you'll be able to do because a new covenant is coming. A better covenant built on better promises is coming. Are you all with me? And so that's, that's the reason why we should be doing so much more, and, and which is really why it, it's so sad that the traditional church looks and says, well, we can never get to the place of an apostle because, you know, they were just so knowledgeable. Well, who taught them? Is he dead? Uh, God was the answer, by the way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. He's not dead. See, that's the thing. The difference is that we, we serve a living God. Do you understand that's the reason why that thou will, you, know, you shall confess with your mouth Jesus Lord and, and, and believe that God raised him from the dead so that we are not worshipping something dead. That's, right. that's, that's the significance of that. 
We don't worship a dead God. Amen. And so the same God that was there that was ministering to them is the same God that is ministering to us and expects us to go further than they ever did. And what's sad is we're still, we've kind of gone to a place where we're almost worshiping them instead of uh, building on what they did. The greatest way we can honor them is to make what they did count and go further than they did. Are you with me? See, it would be really sad if you know, my kids did worse than I did. I want them to learn from all my mistakes and, and also all the good things I've done and build on that and move forward to the next level. Are you all here? That, and then all the things that I did would, would, would matter because somebody took that. They wouldn't have to go and learn the lessons themselves all over again. They can take what I've learned and go with it. And I want to look and go, wow, that's, that's awesome. I'm not going to go, how come I can't do that? You know, <laughs> okay, there's no place for that. Do you know why? Because they will be, if, if they take what, what you have taught them, if, if they learn from you, then they will excel in the gifts that they were, uh, that they were given. While you will excel in the gifts you were given. So you, there's never this competition. There is just, what have you been designed to do? Do that. The, the amazing thing is that other people can learn from you, even though your, your design is different, they can still learn from you and be able to express what they were designed to do. It's awesome, isn't it? And neither are just jealous of, each, of the other because we're all doing unique things. That's why I said we, this is one of those races we can all run and we can all win. Because every track is different. We're all on different tracks. Amen? Hallelujah. So who are you competing against then? Why do you need to win? The devil. (laughs) He's trying to stop you every chance that he gets. The race we run is against the kingdom of darkness. Amen? The prize we obtain is fulfilling our destiny. In the face of all kinds of... Of attacks, all kinds of opposition that we can say we ran our race, we obtained our prize. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to understand something that this anointing and this what the Apostle John is talking about is that he understood the place of anointing in our lives, in his life. And I believe it's because he knew that so well that they couldn't kill him. He knew he you can't kill an anointed person. Amen. Whatever boiling oil you throw into, that anointing oil is stronger. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. And that's the reason why, again, Jesus said, I will send you the... Now do you understand why he says, I will send you the Holy Spirit? Luke 24, 49. And he says, and he says, stay until you get it. He says, stay in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from on high. He says, don't go out and try to do anything until you are filled. Why? Because that's exactly what happened to Jesus when he talked about it in Luke. Remember? That he was filled with the Spirit. He was baptized and then filled with the Spirit as he went into the wilderness. And I said to you before, don't ever go into a fight without being filled with the Spirit first. Seriously. I don't care how uh, short of time you are, be filled first. Take a moment. Receive that. God knows your timing. <laughs> okay? He knows if you're in a hurry. He knows how much time you have. 
I know he doesn't have time, but he knows how much time you have. He'll work with that. Amen? He is God. We just need to allow him that moment before we walk into a fight. I think sometimes we are more focused on ourselves. How can we do this? Do you know the fallacy in that? Is we see that with the 12 spies. Ten of them said, how can we do this? And we can't forget about it. And they brought an evil report. Joshua and Caleb, the other two, said, we can do this. We're well able. You know why? Because they weren't looking at themselves. They were looking at the God that they served. Do you hear me? So while they considered God, the other ten considered themselves and what they could do. Don't make that mistake ever. Amen? In fact, we need to live a life that says, God, if I don't succeed, it's your fault. Seriously, we, we really need to get to that place of trusting God. Amen? So that we go in there knowing that he, greater is He that is in us than He that's in the world. And, and Jesus, that's the reason why Jesus said, don't go anywhere until you're filled first. If He said that, we need to believe that. Amen? We need to take that to heart and we need to make it a part of our life. That we never walk out the door until we are filled. And I don't mean like, oh, oh, I'm filled, I'm filled. Okay, that's weird. Don't, just stay in the house. If you're going to be like that, don't go out. And please don't tell me to come to this church. <laughs> okay, all right, you know. You all hear what I'm saying? Okay, being filled is receiving God. It's to stand there for a minute and, you know, you might say, well, I don't feel filled. It doesn't matter. I don't feel married, but I know I am. And if there's ever a question, somebody there with a bat will remind me. No, <laughs> no, she's much too loving for that. But you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Are you all here? The thing is, you know, we don't always feel, you know, I, I may not wake up feeling like a pastor, but I know I am. I don't get up here and do according to what I feel. I do according to what I'm anointed to do. You, you walk out there, but you need to know that there is a presence and a God in you going there with you. Everything that you do, He'll make sure that you get it right as long as you keep your one ear to Him. One ear here, one ear there. Amen? And always be listening because you don't know how He might say, left now. I mean, there are so many times when... In a conversation, I've been, I'll just share this with you. In a conversation, I've been talking and suddenly God will say, shut up. Because the next thing I'm going to say is not going to be good. And I think I'm on the right track, but it's time to go left. And I'll just, how do I know this? Because there have been times I've ignored that. This is after that I learned, okay? All right. (laughs) I've ignored and gone. And in the next minute or two, things have gone from being good to really bad. Because I didn't know out of this mouth was, you know, there's going to be a foot slowly inserted into it. And it was going to cause a real problem to the person I was talking, talking to. And I didn't know that that was going to be a problem to them. See, we don't know what's going on in people's lives. Amen. That's what that anointing does. That's why it says you have the anointing and you know all things. That is one of those things you know all of. Is don't go there. The Spirit will say, left now, don't say that. And I have learned from experience again to do that. I just stop and go, you know what? What about this? How, how's everything going over here? And we're off again. Hallelujah. That will help you in every area of your life. Amen? Trust me. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> now you can understand why Jesus also said... In Luke 4, 18 and 19, when he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
and he's anointed me to do all of these things. He said, in other words, I can do this because I'm anointed. I wouldn't do this if I wasn't anointed. And he lists all the things that God gave him to do. What is your list? What are the things that God has asked you to do? I can't do that, brother. I failed at school. Forget about school. That demonic institution, okay? I mean, the stuff, seriously, man, the stuff that you, I think some of the things that we've been through, the number of people that have been told, you'll never make it, you'll never amount to anything, are doing extraordinary things today. Thank God. And, and on the reverse side, those people that, you know, people had great expectations for, aren't doing very well at all. You're with me? See, don't ever let things like that determine where you're going. So, you know, all I'm saying is, if God has given you a list, do it, get to it. I don't care if you think you're smart enough or not. The God in you is smart enough. And as you begin to apply yourself, you'll be surprised at how quickly you start getting through things. You say, well, how, what is different between me now and me back then? You have an anointing. Before you were trying to do it on your own. Now you have learned about the anointing. You have learned about the Holy Spirit that dwells in you and wants to work through you. And He wants to make you exactly what Jesus said you should be, the light of the world. Amen. Amen. Wherever you go, it means that you shine. Hallelujah. That comes with an anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, I think I'm running out of time on it because I started at 11. Uh, <laughs> let me just quickly touch on this because we, we began to look at this. In verse 20, once again, notice he says, You have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. This anointing comes from Jesus. All right? It's, uh, why is it important to know that? You need to understand that if you don't have Christ in your life, see, this is where, again, one of these problems begin. People say, well, there's so many different ways to get to God. If you want to be anointed, there's only one way. Besides that, Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say there's many other ways. Pick me, boys. I'm a better way. <laughs> okay? He said, I am the way. Which means there was one way to get to God, and there's one way to be anointed to do what you've been called to do. Amen? There's one way to excel that goes beyond the natural. There are people today that do excel, that apply themselves because of their genes or the, you know, their smarts or their parents or whatever. Okay, they can do things. But there is also, and you, know, you might look at that and say, well, you know, I didn't come from parents that were that smart. And I know my, I myself isn't that smart. But can I say something? You have the mind of Christ. You have a new daddy now. You changed families. Remember that. You're in a different gene pool now. <laughs> okay? Whatever defective genes were there, don't worry about those. Now, there are, there are spiritual genes activating inside of you if you let them activate. If you allow them. If, you, if God says, I designed for you to do this, and you go, God, that's for like a rocket scientist. I can't even build a paper plane. It crashes. You know, I mean, it doesn't even, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? I, there's no way. Hang on a second. No, that's not how this works. You go ask God, you want me to do this? What do I do? Do you know it's a very interesting thing that if you do things over and over again, you start just getting good at it. Something that is extraordinary last week, 
in about three weeks will become natural to you. How do you know this? The first time you might have moved into your house that was massive and huge and you went, wow, this is amazing. Give it about three weeks. And you'll be complaining about how much you have to clean. <laughs> we're, you know, we're just designed that way. You know, we, we're designed to get used to something. Do you know why? Not so that we get bored with it, so that we can go on and do something else. So that we're constantly pushing ourselves to, to go further than where we are. Amen. And that's the reason why you have to be really careful. You know, people that say, well, you know, I used to do that. Now I'm not. You know what? You're dying. You're in a state. <laughs> as soon as you stop learning, you, you go into a state of dying. Did you know that? Because your brain starts to die if you don't use it. Like the, like the old saying goes, don't, you know, use it or lose it. It's up to you. And that's the reason why, you know, I'm always looking for new things to learn. I'm always looking to, you know. Uh, increase my knowledge in different areas. And I, you know, you might say, well, how long is that going to take? Who cares? I'm, I'm still alive, aren't I? I could be doing nothing or something. I'm much rather be doing something. And something, you know, something meaningful. Praise God, you know, don't fill your days with useless things. Amen. Always look for things that, that have long term. That's why even all my preaching notes, you know, what I preach to you, I put in a book. One day when I finish this, I'll just publish a book. I learned to do that. I don't waste anything. Everything has a purpose. Amen? We'll pick this up next time. Because uh, I don't want to rush through this. Because this is something very important. Very powerful. And we need to understand the Holy One who lives inside of us as well. We really need to see Jesus for who He is and what He does on the inside of us. It's not just the Holy Spirit and the anointing that He brings into our life. It is He Himself. Greater is He that is in us. Than he that's in the world. Are you with me? And so we really need to get a revelation on this. And we need to walk in the reality of this. All the days of our life. And if you allow this to work in our life. There will be nothing that we can't do. You'll be able to go to work. And stand there for a moment and say. God anoint me and something will happen. It's an interesting thing. You know. You, your will opens the door. for. Th this is not a, you know, a positive mental thinking thing. Do you understand? This is much more than that. This, remember, you are spirit, soul, and body. There are parts of you that open up to God. There are parts of you that, that are doorways to receiving things from that realm. That God has built into you. And you are the one that gives that thing permission to come in. Otherwise, you'll be flooded with everything. Isn't that interesting? God gave us a will so that we can open the door and shut the door. Amen. Can I say, please don't have it shut with a padlock on it? And it's never open, it's got <laughs> cobwebs on it. Okay, open that door. Allow God to come in. Allow those things to start working in your life. So that you can do extraordinary things. And then people will look at you and go, something is different about you. Amen? And remember family, the gifts of the Spirit, which are actually the manifestations of the Spirit. You know why I like manifestations better? It's the same Spirit lives in you. He can manifest Himself nine different ways. Gift sounds like, you know, you need to be given something. And it's up to him whether he gives it to you or not. Manifestation tells us how he manifests that part of himself through you. Comes in nine different ways and all of them are available because it's him that is in you. Amen. And so you can know things before they happen. Hallelujah. We'll talk about all that next week. As the Lord leads. All right, let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we thank you today for your word. We